Hi, my name is Peter Maestri, and you're listening to Divorce the First Six Months. If you are someone who is about to go through a divorce, or maybe you're healing from one, then you're in the right place. This conversation and the stories you're going to listen to focus on people who have gone through a divorce, and more importantly, how they navigated through it. Having said that, let's get right into it. Did you struggle with the stigma of, you know, divorce, being cheated on, like... I know that with me, I, I had a, a piece of that. Like for me, how this all began was because I, I voiced it. You know, I said, fuck that. I'm not I'm not going to be a victim of this. And I declared it to everybody on social media. I'm like, I, I'm getting divorced. This is what's happening. And then in the background was the cheating and, you know, a lot of what you went through. Did you, how did you deal with the stigma? It's like a scarlet letter. I mean, you wear it. Um, <laughs> and then it was humor. You're straight up. You know, I'm kind of a chucklehead. I masked it with humor. Uh, and that was the early portion. I like, I told that, that little story. That was a funny story. You know, here I am in my underwear here. He is getting the congressional medal of valor. <laughs> I mean, it didn't get any bigger than that. So it was a very big dramatic story, which was what was serving me at the time. Drama, victimhood. Yeah. Uh, these were my tools. It was my stock and trade. Uh, and so that, you know, that sort of, uh, humor started to pull me out. Um, but really, what what rounded me was uh the life and the life or death of it yeah. uh the seriousness of it um i should we should probably segue to my second divorce because that that divorce actually ended you know i, I certainly want to direct it but i essentially got into acceptance there um i had to accept that that was the way it was going to be and i started a new life and that was my solution and then that life got bigger and bigger because i started investing in myself and i started investing in other people that was a big thing you know i have a big i have a shorthand now that i didn't have then and that is trust god clean house and help some other poor son of a bitch yeah. <laughs> some other poor soul who's going through this and those are three really e easy things to do and i wake up and go okay thanks what do i do next and that wasn't always a big part of my life um, but i've be i've gotten some lessons about how powerless i am uh, that have sort of led me there and i don't know what God is, it's not probably conventional to anyone, but it's something bigger than me and it's strong in my life. So I have that. And then clean house, clean up my wreckage, clean up the wreckage of my past, uh, literally clean my house, wake up, make my bed, um, and try to keep my relationships with others straight and authentic. And then, um, try to help somebody else stick my hand out for the next guy. You know, like I saw you going through this and I saw you, saw you going through hell. Um, and I see other guys going through hell with drugs and alcohol. I see veterans with PTSD and I have opportunities to help them now. And it sounds like do-goonerism. It sounds like, you know, holier than thou. And it's not. It's real. And it may be selfish. It may be selfish of me to stick my hand out. But I tell you, that's where, that's where it turns. Help somebody. If you're, if you're in a divorce and you've been divorced for a week and you are making a nightmare of your life, you can help that guy who's divorced a, a day can't the guy who's got one day of living without his wife uh, and his kids who his wife is threatening to take from him you can help that guy you know it's like each one teach one this is exactly the cornerstone of what you're doing um being of service has been the big healing uh, element of the process it's it's i i echo you a, a thousand times yeah i agree i wish um, i could give you more specifics but it's like literally it's like it's almost like an initiation. Like you, you grow up, you come to the table 
and you grow up and you get out of these childish things, which are, I got to be the head salesman. I got to make more money. I got to win that race. I got to have all the chicks. I got to be with the hot guy. I got to be with the hot girl. You know, all those things are, you know, in what I have learned, they're kind of boyish things. They're, we put away our childish things because divorce is so incredibly real. Um, and we've been ignoring a lot of things and suddenly the pain is overwhelming. Uh, and that brings me to my second divorce, which involved these two beautiful kids. I'm the luckiest guy you'll ever meet. I have the most beautiful children and they now are incredibly, uh, they're thriving, uh, because of some rather humongous, uh, adjustments I made. Um, and that, that marriage was contentious from the beginning. Uh, that was, uh, that was two people believing that they were each other's, uh, solution. Uh, and there was a lot of enmeshing. We know that word probably, uh, we were enmeshed. There was a great deal of, uh, if you love me, you'll do a, B and C, not a healthy way to have a relationship. Our independence as people, uh, loving people was missing. And there was a, still a tremendous amount of selfishness involved, not a lot of compromise. Uh, and we had these beautiful kids and we just became contentious. Also, there are some issues uh, with my ex-wife, just as there were some issues with me. Uh, on one side, uh, there was a great deal of anger, what they call rage, rage, anger, and some uh, complex uh, uh, what we call uh, disorders. Some of them, I don't believe in disorders. Like for example, post-traumatic stress disorder is not a disorder. There were some issues, outside issues on both sides. Um, uh, but coming to the table on that uh, with a mediator that was uh, probably the wrong mediator, uh, he would bawl me out sometimes. I mean, I had a terrible, terrible emotional experience and then fraught with, it wasn't just me starting a new life and moving to California. It was all of a sudden, I have two children that mean more to me than anything in the world. Their survival, their happiness means more to me than anything. They are number one and two, but they're both number one. But um, I was afraid I was going to lose them. So you can't imagine the badger, grizzly bear attitude that goes with that. People don't what joke do about that. Where do you stand with that though? Like, how do you, how, what do you source in order to, to stay clear, to have, you know, that, that path that you can walk on? Well, this is a terrible thing. Um, I prayed for her to die every day. You can't do that. You can't do that. That kind of energy you put out there, that kind of darkness, it's the most toxic thing. And I had to have other men sort me out. I would get on the phone and talk to these guys and I just got surrounded by men who had been through this and men who were sober. My network, I, I, I luckily, I got into a pool of men and I, I don't mention women because women were probably not part of the solution for me. Um, or they were in a, in a negative way. Uh, and that I would, you know, they feed my soul. I could date the next shiny object, um, you know, be with the next pretty girl. Uh, but that did not serve the solution. It was men who had gone through this for me. And likewise, your, your folks that, you know, folks that are going through this, turn to a group of women. If you're, if you're a, a, a mother, a single mom, find those women. They have the solution. Yeah. Um, there, it, it, gets, it gets a little odd when you turn for uh, emotional advice with a, a, a mixed group, in my experience, just my experience. 
Um, but so anyway, I get this awesome group of men that would help and advise me. And I eventually shut up and listened to them because when I found that I quit praying for my ex-wife to die, be hit by a bus, like I said, which is horrible. Uh, and I know that a lot of people though will relate to that uh, because sometimes it seems like the solution, especially when you're threatened with potentially losing your kids, when you're both fighting and you're like, I want custody, I want custody. Um, and you're afraid they're going to dig up dirt or that there's going to be uh, an event. And in my case, there were. Um, she had a couple of events that put me in a position to take the children. So then I had to contend with the idea that I was going to take the children's mother away from them. I was going to remove them from that. It's a big deal. Um, turns out that didn't happen. Uh, there was a great deal of humility with that event. Uh, and things went right with it. I got really lucky. We all did. And everything is good. So now we have 50-50 custody. We get along like champs. We co-parent like champs. Um, I'll be honest. I, you know, I hate it when people say that because hopefully we're honest all the time. But I still don't know what I would do <laughs> if she fell off a boat and we're drowning. On, you know, straight up. I still have a great deal of uh, uh, sort of lack of uh, lack of love for her. I still have this that I carry, but I still put one foot in front of the other and I pray for her to have great things. I pray for her to have um, all that she ever wanted. And that's a huge contrary action. Um, you know, the, the contrary actions, another concept. That's another thing that helped me out of this despair was do the next right thing. And instead of making it difficult for her, I would make it nicer for her. For example, coming to pick up the kids, bringing a potted plant with no explanation. Little things, little silly things. Whoa, that's from left field. Yeah, I had, I saw this, looked like something you like. Boom, put it on the doorstep. Little things like that. Contrary action to this woman who literally physically attacked me in the past that I had literal scars from. <laughs> and love fixed it. It sounds hippy-dippy, but I mean, honestly, by putting it out there, by stepping into a loving uh, perspective, things got better. And that, they get better all the time now. Now, and I got a tremendous uh, uh, bill. I mean, the, the, the child support uh, and the alimony was tremendous. And I paid it faithfully without missing it for five years. Uh, and now it's reduced. And now I still, it's still a lot, but I, I struggle with it. But I had to let go of that. I had to realize that that wasn't my money. That was money we agreed upon in a, in a very contentious uh, mediation. Um, and that's not my money. And that takes an awful lot to reach that, that level of peace. <laughs> it takes an awful lot of, for me, prayer, awful lot of turning to men who've been through this. You know, I'm sorry I'm all over the map. There's so much to tell. You're exactly where you need to be, brother. Like you're sharing your story. And one of the things that I'm seeing um, as you speak is that you're going through it. And that's important. It's important for me to listen, first of all, because, you know, the one of the things about this podcast is that I don't uh, I don't really dig. I don't research. You're a friend of mine. You're a colleague. And I, st I still I'm learning newly right now from your story. So wherever you are is perfectly fine, man. It's you sharing well, what you're sharing. It's, it's awesome. And of course, here's the thing. I'm now more prepared for when bad things happen. 
Okay. I have a nine-year-old and an 11 year old. My little girl is starting to get boobs. She's starting to grow up. That freaks me out. Uh, and it's going to get rich. It's going to get rich. You know, like I can't just say, okay, no boys till you're 30. That's not going to happen. But you know, I bring this experience, you know, my life and I'm like, Oh my God, this is happening. And I have to be on terms with my ex-wife. She's remarried. And that was another horrible thing to deal with. Uh, early on, you guys might all be in that situation where there's someone else. Uh, and when I had to meet him, I thought, well, I'm going to say to this guy. This conversation started because someone challenged me to be vulnerable. So I'm challenging you. Share yourself and your story. Be courageous. Be vulnerable. It makes a difference.